Yo, it's your boy Luke with Off Ball Thoughts. Today we're going to be talking about the Heat versus the Lakers and some of the takeaways I had from last night's game. So as we know, the Heat came on strong and they were up about 13 after the first quarter and then disaster struck. And what I mean is three of their best players got injured and the Lakers won on a 75-30 to run, ultimately winning the game by about 16 points, I believe. And Anthony Davis put up a monster game with about 33 points. LeBron played very well as well. And uh, Tyler Hero, my boy, my son, disappointed me. Uh, plus minus of minus 35 is the tied for the lowest in finals history. I mean, he's dropped 14 points, but it was on poor shooting. All right. Time to get into it, some of the takeaways. AD is clearly playing like the finals MVP. I watched a possession where Iggy, Andre Gudala, fought for a defensive position against AD in the low post. AD is that guy. He forced him all the way under the rim in about .5 seconds and put the ball in that basket with ease. He is looking so large and so strong, I don't think anybody on the Heat could contain him. So, whenever he wants that bucket, he'll get it. And look, Bam is the star center of the Heat. He's 6'9", he's a similar weight, his wingspan's 7'1". Anthony Davis is one inch taller, probably about 10 pounds heavier, and does have a slightly longer wingspan, but it honestly looked like Bam was 6'5". It looked like Anthony Davis could go wherever he wanted, and then on the reverse side of the court, when Bam was putting up shots, he was getting no good looks. He was getting completely contested. I watched a stretch where he went 1 for 7 from the field, all in the interior, putting up floaters or fadeaways, because he just looked scared of him. Uh, it really looked like AD had 40 pounds of muscle on him, and Bam was clearly unable to contain that. So, getting into the big men of the Lakers was actually really interesting, because we know they have Dwight and JaVale McGee, and those guys are usually bench role players, but in this first game, Dwight and AD looked like a crazy good two-man low-post team. Dwight would drive in, power spin, drop step, get get Bam in the air, get Jay Crowder in the air, and then just dish it off to AD. AD would go up, get an uncontested dunk, layup, put it in. He would get fouled, either convert the N1 or shoot free throws, and he shoots very good from the line. So the thing is, when you have Dwight Howard in, you need to put another big man or another strong guy in. And the Heat don't have a huge reserve of super strong big men. They have Myers Leonard, who's ridden the bench, and his hands are probably sore from clapping so much. They have Bam, and then they have Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder is a solid option for help defense, but when he has to guard Dwight Howard by himself while Bam is playing AD, it is a terrible two-man matchup. In last night's game, Dwight had eight boards and AD had nine. Bam had four and Crowder had two, which means off the glass, it just doesn't work. Dwight and AD are just too strong and too big for the Heat's big men. Uh... Everyone talks about how Frank Vogel is such a great coach, and Eric Spolstra is also such a great coach, but honestly, I think coaching goes out the window when Anthony Davis and LeBron James are on the court. They're both first-team All-NBA players, so they don't really need to be told what to do. If they get the ball, they're either going to score or assist or do a good move and just miss it or get fouled. On the defensive spectrum, they're both very solid. They don't really need to worry. And they're both leaders. They both have alpha dog mentalities that actually work pretty well with each other. They can command the court. I was watching AD, I mean LeBron, 
set up a play. He called for a screen. He called another high ball screen. He got Danny Green to cut across court, and he found himself a wide open lane getting guarded by Tyler Hero. He is If he does this at a high rate, LeBron James could have the most isolation points this series. So let's look at some of the key players that are on both the Lakers and the Heat. Unfortunately, Goran Dragic is out of the finals. He got a leg injury, and this is really bad news considering he was the Heat's leading scorer, averaging just under 21 points per game. Um, now we're going to move to some of the Lakers' role players in Danny Green and Claudwell Pope. So this game, Pope had 13 and Danny had 11. Danny also played very good defense and was a hustling machine. When these two guys are lighting up, I feel like they can't miss. I watched Pope drill two threes from the corner with about a minute left in the second half, in the second quarter. And Danny Green is a clutch shooter and he's a great spot up, so I'm not worried. Whenever he gets the ball, I'm pretty confident he could convert it. So let's look at who the Heat have. The Heat have Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, who are usually amazing shooters and they're very solid. And positionally, Duncan Robinson is a very solid defender although I wouldn't want him to get switched on to smaller guys. And Hero, when he wants to, can play solid defense. Uh, Robinson dropped 0 points last game, and Hero had 14 points, but on extremely poor shooting. I think he only hit two threes all game. So let's talk about what could change next game for the Heat. Uh, Andre Gudala, the game before last, uh, went 4 for 4 from the 3 point line. If he can do that again, I think the Heat have a much better chance of staying in the game later on. Uh, Hero, he needs to boss up. He needs some of that 37 point game mentality. I like him. He's a confident player. He likes to shoot. That's a perfect recipe for a guy who can make 5 threes in a game. I think Hero could easily play, but much better. Uh, Duncan Robinson, he needs to score. It's pretty simple. If Duncan Robinson scores 0 points, there's a low chance that the Heat are going to win. Bam, Bam, if you're listening to this, you need to play better, and you need to make interior shots, and you need to not let AD get a dominant position for when he's going to turn around and hit a baby hook in your face. So what could change for the Lakers? Uh, if they don't go down in the first, that wouldn't be a shocker to me. They're very good. If they come out of the gate with a big charge, they could definitely be scoring a lot in the first quarter. Uh, AD, you still need to get more rebounds. I don't care. You're 6'10", super strong. You could win the finals MVP. So nine rebounds won't cut it. You need more than that. I want 12 out of you every night. Uh, LeBron, LeBron could play even better. He could score more. He could rebound better. He could get more assists. He could lock in on defense a little bit better. But on the flip side, Dwight Howard could play worse. Uh, like Dwight Howard's been having a pretty solid run. He's been averaging about six points and nine rebounds and he could fall off a little bit he's not a key player but he's definitely a valuable player off the bench and if he's not facilitating and producing well uh that could give some leeway to the heat so i'm hesitant to say the heat could win this next game or even a, a few games in the series because i really i really don't want to be emotionally invested in this series I'm an Eastern Conference boy, I live in New York, and I always root for the Eastern Conference team. So, that being said, if the Heat win a game, please don't get my hopes up, win another, win three, take the Lakers to seven, but just don't drop the Lakers and then sell the bag in the finals. That's Luke with my off-ball thoughts. Thank you for tuning in, and get ready for a long marathon podcast 
later in the finals. Peace.